in those early days, that hustle and drive is what's going to make you successful. And having those that small group around you, those first couple of hires that share that hustle or drive, especially in person, is going to be a game changer. It's going to be motivating. It's going to be an amazing experience that stays with you forever. My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life. What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of Living the Red Life and today I'm going to talk to you about building teams. Why? Well, part of living the red life is becoming wealthy and building successful brands and businesses if you want to be an online entrepreneur, right? Or an in-person entrepreneur. But the biggest part of success is not doing it all yourself, right? Because the whole part of the red life is living in Wonderland and building your dream life. Now for a lot of you, your dream life revolves around you actually having balance or having the ability and the flexibility and the freedom to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it, okay? I realized at a young age that freedom was super, super important for me. The ability to be free, the ability to actually go where I ever wanted, right? To go on a flight tomorrow. So many times I've changed my flight, I've canceled my flight, I've decided last minute, oh, I'm going to go here tomorrow. I'm not going to come home tomorrow. I'm going to this other event or I want to go to, I'm in California. I want to go to Hawaii today, right? Like, you know, who knows, right? But that is part of living the red life. And a big part, if you own a business that supports you to do that is your team. And that's why today we're talking teams. We're talking infrastructure. We're talking about how I went from one employee, one staff member to a hundred staff members in just a couple of years and the infrastructure and how to build a world-class culture and team behind you and the recruitment process. Because let's face it, in this online eco space, this online world, there's not many people that have 100 staff. I can count 5 or 10 on my hand and that's about it, okay? And why? Well, most people start something online. They figure out the marketing. They figure out the sales. They figure out how do I become successful? And then what happens is they don't go anywhere. They don't know where to go. They bottleneck themselves. They plateau themselves. They get to half a million, a million, two million, four million, which I know a lot of you are like, wow, that would be amazing. And I'm sure it would. But at some point when you get there, which I I really hope you do, and I hope I'm a part of that journey, you're going to go, what now? Okay, because you're going to reassess your goals. You're going to reset your goals. So you're going to level up your life and go, well, now I want to go higher, but I don't know how. I don't have a team. I'm overworked. I'm unhappy. I'm burning out. And they are the symptoms of no structure, no team, no support network. Okay, so we're talking about that today. We're talking about how I interview 800 people a month. Yes, you heard that right. I interview, as a company, we interview 800 people a month and we hire around 10. So we have about 1% higher rate, okay? And that's super important too, because we're talking about world-class teams, world-class talent, world-class culture, and obviously the selection process is super important as well, okay? So let's dive in. What makes a world-class team? How do we build a world-class team? How do we even make our first hire, okay? Well, let me tell you my story. When I started, I remember I was a, a freelancer selling stuff online, doing consulting, doing freelancing on you know, writing articles and copy and stuff like that. And I got to a point where I was full and I was all about like, how do I optimize this? How do I create more time and wealth? And I'm like, well, I'm trading time for money. So I'm like, well, the obvious step is these easier things I could easily buy, get pay or buy someone to do it for me. I could pay buy someone's time at a way lower cost than what I'm making per hour. So I could bring someone in to replace me on these low level things. 
And that's where I got my first hire. I went on a website like Upwork and Fiverr, okay? Two of the best tools that are in your arsenal right now. If you didn't know about them, write these down, Upwork and Fiverr. Two of the best resources to find cheap talent online for random odd jobs or any related job on the internet from design, copywriting, building websites, virtual assistants, uploading files, creating spreadsheets, fixing a technical problem, editing your videos, editing reels, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it, you can find cheap talent online. So I found out about this website. I went there. I started hiring these $5 an hour people, okay? They were in like India, the Philippines. I found website developers. I found EAs, like a, a basically doing admin uh, designers uh, and the ironic part is some of these people at five six dollars an hour five six years later they're supervisors or department heads in my business they're earning five six times more now some of them even getting shares in my company and you know one of my personal goals is they become a millionaire because they've supported me for so long and become close personal friends and family friends but yeah you know these people are like they're real people you know they've some of these staff are now full-time they flew to america i've hung out with them they've been to my house they've stayed in my spare room so it, don't get put off like, hey, they're all scam artists or they're going to break everything, right? Just like hiring this good and bad. I remember this one time I literally had an employee steal my entire company, right? And what happened was he was actually a friend I used to work out with in England many years ago. And he was became a supervisor in my company. I trusted him a bunch. Luckily, we were recording all of our staff working remote, like screen recordings. And the guy was so stupid, right? And I hope he's listening to this because he's still an idiot if he is. He's so stupid that he rebuilt all of my programs and courses for six months while being recorded on our time tracker. And like, I pull it up one day and the only reason I caught it was I had a new employee start and they said, how does this time tracker work? What is it? So I log in. I haven't logged in for months because, you know, my team were using it. And I just clicked the first name, which happened to be him. And I go in and I just screenshot like a few of this to show how the recorder works. And I see like a, a side by side of my program and then like a Photoshop of his where he's changed the name. And it was literally the randomest thing in the world. Imagine opening this recording and like you see your program being copied from behind, you know, by one of your employees that's been with you that you know in real life. And I've randomly found it, right? And we gathered all the evidence. My attorneys got involved. We fired him, handled it, obviously. But like, you know, that that is what you deal with. That That is the drama that you don't see. That is the shit and the bullshit that you have to deal with from people that even like hung out with you in real life and were classed as friends. And it's going to happen and you're going to get cheated. They're going to lie. They're going to steal. They're going to get pissed off one day and start poisoning the rest of your staff. They're going to tell you the company's crumbling, right? Because people are emotional. People get jealous. And when they can't show up and when they get jealous of your success, jealous of your money, they see the revenue coming in and they want to be the big dog, then they go sour. So get ready because that's going to happen. It's part of the game. You decided to play the game. Don't get upset if you get tackled a couple of times. I got upset at the time. Now I deal with that shit probably once a freaking month and I don't even deal with it. I go, okay, fire them, attorney involved, blah, 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 on with my life, right? Because you got to figure out who you give your energy to. But that is one of the, the downsides. You got to have people steal from you. So you got to build these parameters, right? You got to build these parameters. And one thing that Ty Lopez, a, you know, a friend, partner, a mentor taught me that has always stayed with me is, Trust, then verify. And now I teach it to my staff. Trust, 
then verify, okay? And it's one thing that will change your life with employees because they're gonna tell you how great it is, they're gonna tell you the job's done, they're gonna tell you they're your best friend and they're aligned with a vision while they're stealing from behind your back. It won't be the first time and I promise it won't be the last. So the first place to start is websites like that. And the first place to look, right, in terms of who do I hire, how do I hire, where, is like, look at what you're doing first. What are you doing that you could replace yourself as hindering your time? And what I call this is like ROI, right? It's ROI for your time. So what is a high ROI activity? And write a list, okay? Write a list of everything that you're amazing at that drives you and the business forward and no one else could do, okay? It'd be very hard to find someone to do it. And then the other side, draw a line down the middle of a page is low ROI activities. I guarantee every single one of you, because even myself at times is still doing low ROI activities. Low ROI activities are activities that someone else in the world that you could go on those websites to hire could replace you for, okay? And these can include if you want to get really dialed in like I am, like making drinks, running trash, filling up my gas tank, uh, washing my clothes, putting clothes away, returning parcels. I haven't done any of that for about four years. And I'm a very extreme person, but I made the decision one day like, hey, if I want to be an ultra millionaire or billionaire, I can't do this anymore. No matter what I like, I just simply refuse. Like if the assistant's sick, then my wife does it. If my one of my assistants sick I send another assistant like I will refuse to do those things but again I'm extreme because I'm so time focused okay so first step is looking out who do I need to hire knowing the places which I just gave you at work Fiverr and then drawing a line down the middle of a page and showing all the tasks you're doing that's high value all the tasks you're doing that are low value should replace and this is actually a great activity to do every single month okay so next part of it right is when you figure that part out is going on those websites posting the job roles you know you can do a range five ten dollars an hour if you're going overseas like that one tip and trick like i've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on these platforms at this point is you have to invite a hundred to two hundred people to the job so when you post it, you can invite people manually. So you type in designer or you type in copywriter or you type in WordPress developer. And then you can actually go and invite people and you can set filters like five star rating, just like a restaurant, right? Like five star rating, 90% over five stars, um, quick response time. Uh, has done over 50 hours or 100 hours so you know they're active right they've got high volume and then you set these filters and just click right take 10 minutes just click and invite 100 200 people and i guarantee you the next morning you'll wake up and you'll have like 20 30 40 applicants and then you know you just go through you can set some questions that they reply to you can look at portfolios examples reviews and then just make a couple of hires and I always say hire two for a week because one will like be good and one will be bad, okay? And some of the people you might hire might be family. It might be friends. I've had family work for me. I've had several best friends. Luckily, Touchwood, many of the best friends and friends that have worked for me, they've come in, they've added value, they've grown. You know, we've changed paths or we're not needed them or they've wanted to go into a different job role or department or business and they've moved on and we've stayed good friends, but that isn't easy to achieve, okay? So when hiring friends, when hiring family, when hiring people close to you, you one thing that's super important is you detract emotion, okay? And I tell people, I'm like, hey, you know, I might, I'm sometimes harder on the people I'm close to. People think you're easier. It's like, oh, they get special treatment. I'm like, no, I have even higher expectations because they're supposed to be my friend as well. And if they don't show up and get stuff done, it's both business and personal because they know they're letting me down. So you got to realize that like hiring friends and family can be good. 
Uh, it can blow up in your face. It can ruin relationships. I know uh, I don't think I've had any crazy ones ruined, but I've definitely had times where it's like a little iffy and weird for a few months or a year. But I've had, definitely had friends where they've hired friends, it's blown up and the friendship's dissolved, okay? So that's just one of the cons and things to consider when you're hiring, who you're picking. A lot of you will want to start with friends and family, but honestly, it's not the best way. It might be a good path eventually if you have a super synergistic fit, right? For a role and a need, but don't look at that as the first step. I actually remember in the early days, one of my first hires, you know, had these few people online, these five Upwork Fiverr people. And then actually I had this, uh, I was uh, at college still, you know, I just graduated, but I still knew, had friends there and stuff that were at college. And they text me one day, hey, we got this young kid that started, he wants to work for you. And I had this big fitness business at the time and I walk in and he's like, he kind of knew me, but he's like, he starts quit. He's like, so are you successful? Are you, you know, and then I tell him the revenue and then he kind of like, there's a few of my friends stood around him and he looks like an idiot and he's like, oh, wow. And, you know, he wanted to intern and he worked for me intern. Then he got a full time role with me. Um, and, you know, many years on, um, you know, he went off, did his own business. He's learned a ton from me. He always, you know, he says that I was one of his mentors and supported him. So like you can find great people. You can find people hungry, people that will intern, people that will work for free. It's really cool to bring people in and grow them. The only downside is you also got to remember when people are younger or interning, they're figuring out their life, right? So they might not be there forever because they want to do it today. And six months later, they've got a different direction in life. They want to move to a different state or country or start their own side gig. So that's like pros and cons of hiring, you know, interns, younger people with less experience. But yeah, honestly, like in the early days, having someone that's ready to hustle someone that's ready to go all in. Like, you know, he actually ended up moving in with me and for about six months, we were working till 10, 11 p.m. every night. You know, we, it was a pretty cool, it's kind of like one of those scenes out of Facebook, the Facebook movie, The Social Network. You know, we're just getting shit done. It was an awesome experience. And in those early days, that hustle and drive is what's gonna make you successful. And having those that small group around you, those first couple of hires that share that hustler drive, especially in person, is gonna be a game changer. It's gonna be motivated. It's gonna be an amazing experience that stays with you forever. So that's how you start small, right? Start small, freelancers, contractors, okay? Then when we talk about, and, and some of you right now might have 20 staff and you're still not doing that properly. So that's a, a no brainer for you too, and a, a hack for you. Um, next step is like, how do I go bigger? Okay, how do I build a team? Well, part of building a world-class team is having a strong recruitment process. And I only realized this in the last couple of years because what you have to understand is if you have a weak recruitment process and no one teaches this, right? I've never had anyone teach this. I had to figure this out the hard way. If you have a weak recruitment process, you make bad hiring decisions, which lowers the quality of your team, okay? So here's an example. If you're trying to find your perfect husband or wife, right? Say you're on trying to date, you're single, you're dating. If you only got, if there's only like five people that you ever see on Tinder or whatever they use these days, right? And you're date, trying to go on dates and you go on five dates, you have a one in five chance, right? Of like picking someone, okay? Uh, but you only have a very small pool to pick from. You only saw or met five people, okay? And you've got to like now decide who you're going to marry. It's kind of weird, right? And it's like, there's a low odds of success there unless you get lucky, okay? However, if you got exposure to everyone in the city and you had, uh, you went on say a hundred dates, right? There's probably a much higher chance that over those hundred dates, you would be like, wow, this is the perfect person. We align, blah, 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 right? It's exactly the same with hiring. 
So actually one of the hacks and secrets that no one teaches is if you want to build a world-class team, it actually starts with a world-class recruitment process because you've got to have a system to bring in the right people, okay? So first, and you know, that's another episode for another day. It's a long-winded, you know, to explain how we're interviewing 800 people a month, but it's kind of linked to that Upwork, right? You have to invite 100 people, you get 30 say yes and accept the job, and now you got 30 to pick from. If you don't do that, you'll get like five to pick from and you'll probably make a bad decision. So it all starts with having enough people to pick from, having the right people in the room to make the decision. Now, another thing is, where do I find good people, right? And one of the best places to start is like your network, right? You got friends, you got family, you got people you've worked with in the past. And the big thing too is you've got clients, okay? So we have multiple clients that work for us. And I'd say this to a lot of my, you know, mastermind members and stuff that we coach. When they're struggling to find someone, I'm like, email your list and post on your Instagram and social. You'll actually get some of your best people because they believe in your brand. They've been through the process. They're aligned with the vision. They share the same core values because they like what you do. So, you know, we've had a couple of mastermind members that pay us 20 grand and they'll go through it. And then six months later, they'll apply for a job, right? And they've, you know, come in into big positions and some of them are here in the office now. And one of my best hires, who's like one of my right hands and super high up in my company as shares in the company, he was actually my gym manager. So I worked for him when I was 20 years old, okay? And, um, you know, I posted on Facebook, he messaged me and, you know, we had this kind of conversation backwards and forwards because he was in another high executive role. And after six months, he made the jump, which was high risk. You know, this guy on the Internet that moved to Florida. This was back in the UK. I moved. He was in the UK. I moved to Florida. Uh, but he'd seen my growth. He'd seen continued growth. He'd seen my, you know, my vision. And he wanted to take that risk and get in versus working for a corporation in the UK. And he didn't even have that much industry experience. But I knew he had the core experience of managing teams, leadership, coaching people, organization that I wanted because I was at a big level. I had like 40 staff at the time and he was amazing hire, right? So you've got, you've already got amazing hires waiting for you in your network, in your email list, on your socials, your current customers, people that have followed you for a long time, old people you worked with at other jobs. The biggest thing, like I always say, is you've just got to ask. Ask today, put the post out, And I guarantee you'll get some surprise messages from people you don't expect. The next step is getting clear on like who you are and who you want and what your business stands for and who you need to attract and detract. Okay. So I do, you know, I do these hiring events every uh, week on a Friday afternoon. You know, we interview about 200 people a week and then we have about 30 of the top people. So just over 10%, about 15% make it to our finals, right? There are final fr- finals on Friday. And what those finals are are like, hey, these are top talent that already had an interview. They interviewed well, they got a high score, and now they're here to meet with the exec team, the department heads, and Rudy. So now, and I'm not always in office, but they'll meet with my exec team, my department heads, and of those 30 or so people, we'll generally hire about five people, okay? So we're going from 200 to 30 to like four or five, okay? And um, that process is super important, like multiple vetting points, multiple opinions. Um, I love like breaking down, you know, I still have final meetups most of the time for interviews. Um, So it's super important for you, even if you're a big CEO or have 30 employees. 
I made the mistake at one point of like stepping out and trying to let them hire without me. But you kind of like, and again, I will do that as I get bigger again, but I've learned like a 10 minute interview can save hundreds, you know, tens of hours of onboarding and stuff when I'm like, I can clearly tell it's not the right person. And obviously I'm the CEO, so it's easy for me, right? So you've got to have, and, and back to the alignment part is, we're super clear on these Friday sessions when they step in the room. Well, even throughout in the job post, we do a custom video, like a pre-built video that explains expectations. And then when they step in the room on the Friday, we hit them again with like, hey, here's everything we are. Here's everything we're not. Here's who this is absolutely for. And here's why you shouldn't work for me and all the bad. Okay. Like expectations. So get really clear on like who you are, what you need, what you don't need, who should work here, who shouldn't work here. Because the clearer you are with all of that, the more like you'll build that coherent world-class team, right? Whoa, 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 wait a second. Before we go into the rest of this episode, I'm gonna interrupt abruptly and just ask you one big favor. I hope you're getting a ton of value, a ton of knowledge. I hope you're getting some breakthroughs from myself and the guests, and I want one thing in return. What I would love is for you to subscribe and leave a review. The reviews and the subscription grows the podcast. It allows me to bring you even better guests. It allows me to invest even more time and money into this podcast to bring you the latest and greatest, the best entrepreneurs from around the world that are crushing life, crushing their business, and giving you all the tools, the mindset hacks, the knowledge, and the environment you need to be successful. So do me a favor, if you've got any amount of value from today's episode so far, or any previous episode, or any of the content I've done, it would mean the world to me if you hit a five-star review, give us your feedback on the show, the episodes, and subscribe and download. Plus, if you do that and send me a screenshot on Instagram at Rudy Moore Life, I will send you a bunch of my free training, marketing courses, sales courses worth $499. Yes, $500 worth of courses for a simple 30-second review. It would mean the world to me. Send me that screenshot. I would love for you to leave that review, and I would appreciate it very, very much so we can keep growing this show and make it awesome. So let's get back into the episode. I appreciate you guys, and let's dive back in. So we've talked about you know, starting online, getting some freelancers, $5 an hour. That's the first baby step. We've talked about figuring out what to actually hire for and figuring out your time divide. Okay. We've now talked about how to interview, right? Different interview stages, doing final interviews and getting super clear on expectations. The next part that I really recommend is trial periods where you can, okay? So it's like, I often say when you're going on a date and getting married and stuff, right? Going back to that relationship analogy, you don't meet someone and go, okay, yeah, we're gonna get married. You generally will go, okay, let's go on a few dates. Okay, we like each other, let's be boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay, cool. Uh, A few months later, hey, let's move in together. Okay, cool. Let's get a dog. Okay, cool. Let's get married. Okay, cool. Let's have kids, right? It doesn't always work that way, obviously, but that's generally the the flow, right? Or, or a logical flow, right? So, and of course, exceptions to the rule, I get that, but generally a logical flow, right? So you need to do the same with hiring. Don't go, oh, okay, you sound great because here's the truth. Everyone will BS you on the interview. Everyone's the big dog until they walk into the game and then they collapse, okay? And we see that every single month. We have these, you know, people interview well. They tell us all this jazz. They're super confident. We overset expectations and then they collapse, right? They walk on the floor and they, you know, a weekend they collapsed, right? Not physically, but they quit, right? Or they get fired because... You know, some of it is just stupid. We have an in-person office. They don't want to commute. They realize the commute is too far. And we're like, hey, we told you eight times. We even made you come in. 
We asked you eight different times on the onboarding forms, on the application forms, on the first interview, on the final interview. We said, can you commute? Is the commute okay? Is it reasonable? Is it realistic long term? And you said yes, and now a weekend it's not, okay? So you're gonna get, you can't remove idiots, right? People, idiots exist in society. People will tell you what they want you to, to hear to further their life, right? They'll tell you, yeah, 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 I'm amazing, yeah, I can do that, yeah, I like stress, yeah, I like fast pace, yeah, I can drive an hour a day, no problem, and then boom, they collapse, right? And I tell them straight up, I'm like, hey, if you tell me you're an NBA basketball player, you're going to be playing in the NBA next week, and I'm going to tell real fast if you can keep up or not, and you're going to look like an idiot if you say you're an NBA basketball player, step on the floor, Start playing in the game and you're messing up and everyone's going to dislike you. Your team will dislike you because you're letting them down and you'll look bad and you'll feel bad and no one will win. So don't be like that person. And even when I say that, I still get the odd person that does it. So you got to realize that it's always going to happen. They're over over promise and under deliver over. They're going to over promise and they're going to under deliver. So start with a trial period. That's what I'm trying to say here. Don't get married on the first date. Start with a trial period, okay? Overset expectations. Realize that half of them will still lie to you because they want the job and then they will collapse. Or they might not lie, but they might be overly confident, okay? Which in my eyes is still, well, you know, still a bad thing. And then they collapse, okay? So get ready for it. That's why I say hire two for one role and then build a trial process, okay? Give them a few small tasks. Set an hourly max, set a pay cap. Set the contracts up. Hey, this is a 30-day trial. This is a 15-day trial with an early termination clause, okay? Especially if you're dealing in America and different states, there's different laws, or if they're in person. So make sure you figure out clear expectations and trial periods to date the person before you marry them. Because let me tell you, especially if you're in America, there's a lot of complicated laws where you can't just fire someone as easily as you may think, okay? And you obviously probably think that if you're new to all this. So you've got to build that process out correctly, okay? The final part, okay, is we've, so we've talked about onboarding, we've talked about expectations, we've talked about trial peers, we've talked about how to hire, the recruitment process, where to start. We've talked about being clear on the vision and what your company stands for and setting expectations. The final part, right, of building that world-class culture is the systems and processes that those people fall into. Now, one of the biggest problems a lot of you will have if you're making your first few hires is you're going to be pulling your hair out because they're not as good as you. And you got to realize, Grant Cardone actually gave me this. He said you got. he realized eventually that he would need five to 10 people to replace his skill in one area. So say he was trying to lead a sales team. He might need, you know, and he didn't say this exact phrase to me like this part, but in theory, you know, say he's leading a sales team, in my eyes, he'd need like two sales directors and like five uh, sales supervisors and a couple of sales trainers to just replace him because he's so powerful, right? He's so good. And you've got to realize that for you, okay? You're not going to pay someone five, ten, twenty dollars an hour and their level of a CEO and an entrepreneur because if they were, they're your friends or they're me, right? So you've got to understand that you're going to delegate, they can do it 80% as well as you, that's a win. So understand in those early days, you're going to have frustrations, you're going to go through good and bad people, but you need to support them, give them an onboarding process, give them clear tasks, make it simple, create SOPs, Loom, L-O-O-M, Loom is going to become your best friend, because there's a recorder where you can shoot 5-10 minute screen recordings, and you want to film a lot of Loom videos. 
and you want to build it in a way this is what makes a great process building and onboarding process is you record it all film it all and you give it them and you disappear and a week later they're doing the job great okay if you can honestly look at your stuff right now and you could start them on day one give them all these recordings q a's processes and logins and everything's there and they can you can go away for a week and they're working on it then you've done a good job but 99% of you listening can't do that you've never done that before and then you're frustrated that it's not working you can't find a good hire they don't it takes too long to onboard they quit and then you have to retrain is because you don't have that process dialed in so the final part is that onboarding process okay so just recap right we've gone all the way from like how do i make my first hire who do i hire who do i how do i even know who to hire where do i find those people how do i you know interview them onboard them set expectations how do i set up the contracts how do i structure the pay right start them small start them hourly and then build it from there. How do I onboard them successfully? Make sure they're doing the task. How do I systematize it? Hopefully we covered all that in a big picture and all of those variables, right? I could obviously spend an hour on each, but all of those variables are exactly what it takes for me to get to 100 staff that I'm at right now. And I've been doing this 10 years. I've been hiring for 10 years. I've learned from people even smarter than me, people that have built 500,000 employee companies. And now I'm sharing all that wealth, knowledge, experience, and don't worry tons of heartache tons of stress tons like millions in lost payroll and staff costs because i didn't know all this 10 years ago and i'm still learning i'm still growing i'm still optimizing it but that is the kind of bread and butter that is the foundations the meat and potatoes as i would say on building a team to 100 people there are all the processes that's where you need to start you need to make that first hire you need to figure out who it is what they're going to replace you and realize that if you want to build a big business you want to create the red life and live life on your terms and not be anchored down to you being the only the the one-man show then you have to start this today and i recommend it because good employees good staff will change your life they'll make your business better and they will help you live in wonderland so take the first step today make that first hire figure out who it is and then your life will start to change so that's taking the red pill it's making that first hire it's building the life living in wonderland and getting the support you need to grow your empire. I'm excited for you. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, let's live the red life.